Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I'm your host, Travis, and this is Chris. <laughs> and in this episode, we, we, we want to make you uh, smile and put on a happy face. Because in this episode, we're doing our full spoiler review of Joker. About a week ago, uh, we did uh, an awesome uh, Joker spotlight episode. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, um, stop! Don't don't listen to this. Don't watch this. Go back. Listen to the podcast we did before. Yes. Then watch us. Yes. This. Yes. But still watch us. Anyways, but yeah, you can check out that episode on our website at uh, popculturerewind.com or just anywhere that you get your audio podcast from. Uh, just do a search for Pop Culture Rewind, hit the download button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you like how we did, five stars. Five stars all the way. Um, if you don't like what we did, um, five, stars. five stars. Yeah, yeah, either way. Either way, <laughs> leave us a review. We appreciate it. Um, and if you like how we did, um, just uh, share us with your friends. Tell tell all your friends how we did. Um, or if there's anything you think we should talk about. Yes, that too. Yeah. Uh, We're always starving for ideas. E- either way, we, we greatly appreciate all of your support. Yes. <laughs> so, now that it's out of the way. El Joker. That's what? The Joker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the Joker. No, actually, no, it's not the Joker. It's, it's just Joker. Joker. Not to be confused with DC Comics' uh, The Joker. Yes. That's exactly. I did there. We'll get back to that here at the end. Before we start at the beginning. Yes. You get up from your chair, the lights go on, you walk out of the theater, you walk in towards your car. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that pops into your mind when you when you finish watching this movie? It was it was very well done. Just cinematically. Um uh, everything kind of kind of pieced together very very well. I, I thought that maybe there were some spots that it's weird. It's like some spots I felt kind of dragged a little bit, but at the same time I didn't feel like anything was wasted in the movie. I think everything they did was for a purpose. Yeah. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah. There are yeah. some there's some uh character development scenes that felt a little longer than necessary. Yeah. But I think it would have been more of a disservice if those scenes were cut out entirely. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm glad they left them in. And it gives you room to breathe, to process things, yeah. as opposed to a lot of not to point any fingers but like previous Zack Snyder films where you just bam 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 you don't mm. have time to let anything like resonate it's all well that's the difference you know in the the past DC DCU films mm-hmm. it's all style over substance mm-hmm. where now we're starting to get back to that that foundation of substance matters substance over style and, and even then you could say this movie has a little bit of both I was about to say that yeah too. yeah um, my my concern going into it was I was thinking, oh god, it's, it's two hour movie. It's gonna be like an hour and a half of just like him like moping around and going through shit. Yeah. And then the last thirty minutes is gonna be, <laughs> oh yeah, that, the stuff and the makeup yeah. and everything that we see in the trailers, which that's almost to the point to an extent, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like that. Yeah. But like that's going back to my first point, it doesn't feel like bogged down and wasted 
on that development stuff because we need that. Yeah. And that's the that's the one thing I was going to say. Let's get right into it. Um, when we're talking about the star of this movie, Joaquin Phoenix, um, it doesn't go understated that he is the the star, obviously, of this movie, but he's the reason why it's successful. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree. And that was one of the first things, and we talked about this in that podcast episode when we're, we kind of vaguely touch on this movie because we haven't seen it mm-hmm. when we do that episode. Just first impressions of yeah. Joaquin compared to everybody else before him. Yeah, and uh, I, I knew going in he was going to knock it out of the park, and I think he did. The good thing, is, or the, the the main way you can you can tell that is if you look about it, if you, if you think about all the scenes that he's in, he's not really playing off a lot of different people. He's usually going through some shit on his own. Or he's got, like, he's either working against uh, the actress who played his mother, or um, ZZ. ZZ Bates. Yeah. Um, or Robert De Niro. And maybe some side characters other than that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's all focused on him and how he's reacting to those other yeah. uh, characters. So it just it just shows, as a character piece, how good he is to play off of almost nothing or very little as when it comes to the uh, other actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to add anything about Joaquin before we move on to the what we got in this movie? I was a bit trepidatious. Um, for him? Yeah. Okay. For the movie in general. Um, a lot of people's concerns were either... We don't need an origin story of the mm-hmm. Joker, right? Or it's gonna, or it's gonna come across like we didn't need it, yeah. Um, or it didn't fit with people's perceptions of it. Uh, me, I'm, I'm. You're wearing the shirt. You've got the books. You're, we're sitting in a room full of stuff. You, you're bound by the history. Right. I, I'm not bound by that history, so. Um, I went in even with an open mind. Well, then I you, still had their appearance appealing to your your uh, general audience mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A normie, if you will. Yeah, but even then, <laughs> um, I I was I was I, I had to I was like I don't want to get my hopes up because at the end of the day, if it's some the, if it's in the theater and it's got DC on it, <laughs> right? They've yeah. had they've yeah. led me to believe that they don't always the train's not always on the right track. So to speak. So basically, you're going off a of DC track record. Yeah, I'm going off a of DC track okay. record more than. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, this one, they've been, they're they're evening out for the goods and the bads from the yeah. since they started the DCU. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you get past. Uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam were all for the most part colorful, upbeat, right. and were different. Right. So when we go back to the the quote unquote grim dark yeah. that previous DC movies are known to either be really good or really bad or really disheveled in between the right. two, that's where I was like, okay, I need I need to remember that this is gonna be like like I can I can picture like a Logan noir, I could picture a Joker right. noir, right? So and and in that sense, I was like, all right, I need to temper my expectations a bit as much as I don't want to because. Dude, just by the just by the appetizers of these trailers, Joaquin was so good. I didn't want to see any more trailers. I didn't want to get spoiled by anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where I was at. I, I watched the trailers, but I was like, okay. And I and I, I took everything with a grain of salt because I already knew that the setting was getting in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew right off the bat, okay, this is not going to be something that's tied into say your Wonder Woman or your Aquaman's. It just, this is not. I don't. Yeah. I didn't see that. 
that was the gist I was getting even before I walked into the movie theater was mm-hmm. this was going to be its own thing. And then sure enough, Todd Phillips, I think he went on record before the movie even started and he said, hey, this is just a one-off. This is just, don't think this is going to be connected to anything. Yeah. And we'll get to that. We'll get to the references after we, we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. But um, so the movie itself. So. Again, just kind of going there. First of all, I like the the uh, kind of like the opening, like the retro style opening credits. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of neat. But we we first meet uh, Arthur Fleck or A Fleck, Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. Um, I think his dad's name is Ben. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, <laughs> so we see him, and he's we see him in, a, in a, with a social worker, right? And we that's how. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we see his. Disposition, like how the beginning, is. we see him uh, getting painted up for his job. He gets jumped by some kids. They steal his sign, and then yeah. he goes after them. He gets the shit beat out of him, and the sign broken over him. Yeah, and then and that's how we start the movie. And then the next scene is him in the in the social worker's office. Yeah, um, yeah. just looking around, seeing how crazy the world is becoming. You know. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Uh, the setting itself, uh, early eighties. New York, obviously, but, you know, it's the Gotham City, early 80s, right? So um, that was one thing I did like about this movie was the underlying theme of rich versus poor, the city's going down, like, it's because of rich people and things like that. And, and Sound familiar? Yeah, right. But the, the um, they they actually came up in one scene where the social worker in the middle of the, the movie was like, they're cutting our department they're cutting our funding they're cutting our budget yeah they don't care about people like you well, Shit, they don't care about people like me and then he says well what about my medicine you got no mm-hmm. medicine so but we're kind of jumping the gun on that but the reason i wanted to bring up the whole social worker thing to start was because it, it introduced like the opening scene like you're saying when he gets beat he's in the clown outfit and he's doing the smile thing all that stuff that just kind of introduces us to him as a as a character but the next scene where he's in with that social worker, like we see like a close up of his face for a while and he's talking, but then he starts kind of laughing and we don't know why he's just, it goes, it goes on for a while. Yeah. And then that's when we start explaining about the, the, um, you're just let out. So you have your medications, you're on different, different, all these mental illnesses. So we get the breakdown kind of right, right there. And then more of that information gets, um, released like toward you know throughout the movie but mm-hmm. it's a nice way of saying okay this guy he's got problems and we see where this is kind of it's going to bubble up at the end obviously yeah. but um so there we 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 see like different aspects of his life so, like he lives in a, in a ratty apartment with his mother mm-hmm. right um and that's just just a bad situation just in general she's like sick all the time or something in on her bed and so that that plays off. There's something that will play off with that later on. Mm-hmm. What's another thing we see? He meets a girl in in the apartment. Oh, in the elevator, he meets yeah. Zazie Beetz's character in the yeah. elevator. Um, there's a surprise. There's a little twist on that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, well, we'll get to that here. We're just going to introduce some things for now. One thing that was talked about when he first, when we first see him in his in his mother's apartment, and everything is at nighttime. They're watching the TV show. They're watching this late night show. Uh, Murray Franklin, yeah. played by Robert De Niro. Um, so he, like, idolizes this guy. And this is where we find out where he uh, he has aspirations of being a stand-up comedian. Um, and he envisions himself being, like, a guest on the sh- like in the audience. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and gets his hair tasseled as a kid by Benjamin by, yeah. by Murray Franklin on the show. So know? yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, he ha- he he idolizes this guy. Yeah. So uh, he just thinks in his mind he thinks that he just loves you know he, he does no wrong. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're really good at setting the seed you know planting the seeds for a lot of different things that's going to yeah. hit all the same time pretty much in this movie. Let's talk about the catalyst. Okay. Dominoes start to fall. He's in, he's in a, an apartment with his mom. She's not doing well. They're low on money. Um, he gets jumped by a bunch of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets offered a gun, and uh, the gun falls out in the hospital. He loses his <laughs> job because his boss claimed right. that he was selling the gun to another coworker there, which in fact wasn't the case. And then well, it all that other coworkers the one that gave, yeah. him, gave him the gun, and it all culminates to this scene where. You leave the pot on the oven long enough, it's going to come to a boil. And if you don't tend to it, the boil's going to explode. So when these three kids in the subway mm. are taunting him and he can't control his reaction because the right. laughing is a nervous reaction, he gets jumped again. Yeah. And at some point, I don't know if this is where we might differ from each other, from the audience that's watching or listening to us. I've been in that situation several times where you feel like, so many dominoes fall to the point where it's just going to knock you over. And that he reached that point to where when he's in the same situation he's familiar with, he does something about it. No well, it's almost ever- like, it's almost like he doesn't know he's doing it. Like it's his almost instinct because yeah. it was by accident. I think like he, well, not accident because he just pulled a gun and shot it, but he didn't realize what was happening at the time. But then once he did, then, oh, he, yeah. started, then, then he started, and he, he finished the job. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. He shot him in the ass. <laughs> Among other places. Well, then he then he followed him after the train, and, and him, yeah. as he's crawling, then pop, 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 you know, yeah. in the back. So, um, and I think that's where he feels kind of liberated, where he finally gets he finally gets one on the scoreboard for him, and he takes that momentum, and whether it's in his mind, well, we'll know yeah. later, it's late in the next scene of the movie, he knocks on Zazzy Beats' apartment. And he just goes to make out with her, and she closes the door. Right. So, another point, right, in his in his mind right. that things are starting to go his way. Right. Um, and, and I don't think we touched on that though, but that was a um, something that was introduced early in the movie where that laughing that he does it is an uncontrollable condition it's, that he like he laughs uncontrollably when it's he's like, like a nervous twitch. That's like his reaction to when it. he's like uncomfortable or intense uh, pressure, yeah, scrutiny, something. And that plays in. I had to watch the movie the second time to really get a lot of the nuances and see where the pieces fit because a lot of things, you have to keep that in mind as the movie's going on to figure out or try your best to figure out what actually happened and what might just be in his head. Yeah. Which I thought was a great underlining detail in the movie that it... Well, I'm going to ask you when we're done, which which ones you thought were Because a human... it humanized him, and 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 you know, a, a lot of like hardcore comic book readers might take offense to that. That the Joker's one of the few characters, if not the only character, in at least Batman's rogue um, rogue gallery, where he doesn't need to be humanized. He doesn't need to have a backstory told. We know he's demented. Well, in in our last episode in the, on the podcast, we did talk about the fact that he's got several origins. Yeah. Which one's the real one, we don't know, and that's kind of... And now they've just added this one. Yeah, and we just kind of <laughs> added this one, and I'm, I'm okay with that, because so um, I think the whole villain being humanized and he's an origin and all that stuff, I think that hit me kind of in a 
I was like, ugh, God, but because I think we were just getting over um, uh, Venom just came out and or was coming out, whatever. And I was like, and it's not gonna have Spider Man in it. It's just gonna be about him. I was like, well, okay, now we got Venom without the hero. Now and we have Joker, Joker without that. Like I thought, you know, I thought we were going with the, with a bad trend of things, mm-hmm. but. Um, as we'll find out when we talk about the box office, it's not a very yeah. bad trend. But anyway, so yeah, there was there was the the catalyst like you were saying, which was in the subway um, where he he shoots those three guys. And the thing is, but but we find out later on about that that catalyst, like you were saying, is those three guys were employees of Wayne Enterprises. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the '80s. We're talking about the the, the rich and the poor guppies and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And upper class, the and upper class, and everybody else, pretty much, yeah. right? So um, what we find out throughout the course of the film is because of that um, connotation of it was a clown on a subway who who killed the three rich guys that start like a almost like a uprising of of the lower class people, and mm-hmm. we start seeing that build slowly throughout the movie. Um, about the halfway point in the movie, we were introduced to Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in one aspect, his mother said that she just kept writing letters to to Thomas Wayne because she used to work there 30 years ago. And if he only knew the conditions that we were living in right now. Because he's a nice person. He's a nice He'll person. help people in need. And I worked with him, so he will know that I need him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no reply. No. None. No. Um, Mom leaves a note for him to mail out yeah. to, about to Thomas Wayne and um, – Arthur reads it. Yeah. And another interesting twist. That, a, dom- a domino, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> that I never would have co- thought about before. Um, so it seems, the mom's saying, mm. that Bruce and Arthur are, brother- are brothers. And Thomas is his dad. Right. Which, sidebar, how fucking crazy could a Batman mythos be that they, that they hate each other so much because they're actual siblings? I don't think it'd be unheard of. Um, the Cain and Abel stuff's been yeah, done more than once. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't but, surprise me if there was an Elseworlds story out there somewhere I don't know about where yeah. ba- Batman and Joker are, in fact, brothers. But um, it's a nice twist to, because everybody knows they're, uh, the history of these two characters. You can't have They're them. the yin to the yang yeah, for each exactly. other. Yeah, exactly. So that would just be one more layer on top of it. Um, it's not necessarily needed. But getting back to the story of what we're, we're dealt with here is – he, he he finds out this letter. He confronts her. She, he's mad at her, whatever. So he actually goes to try to confront him. Mm-hmm. And there's a movie theater. at the manor. Yeah, no, no. Well, uh, at the manor first, he meets he meets Bruce, um, and Alfred shies right. them away. Yeah, okay. because when he met Thomas at the theater, Thomas was like, "Oh, you're the bastard that came over to my house." That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's how that happened. Yeah, and he got punched in the face. Yeah, Thomas went punch dudes in faces. Yeah, I saw that come. Yeah, Thomas started dropping the Thomas knowledge. Is, that, Thomas Wayne's kind of a dick. <laughs> dropping the knowledge that his mom was a few fries short of a happy right. meal. Arkham Institute in Arkham. He's adopted. And he's not believing all this. He just thinks Thomas Wayne is trying to just get under mm-hmm. his skin or whatever. So yeah. he goes to Arkham, which it's Arkham State Hospital, not Arkham Asylum, which I thought that was a nice little twist to the, yeah. what we know. But it's the 80s. They'll probably blend into it later. Yeah, well, whatever. What are Maybe. you gonna do? So um, he does, in fact, get the records from his for his mother, and we do find out, in the, according to these records, that she was 
crazy, right? And the, that he was abused as a kid by her boyfriend, it, it, tied and, to and a radiator. She, and he was adopted. I think. Yeah, and he, he was adopted. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, um, paperwork and everything that showed that he was adopted. Yeah. So that sets him off. Um, now, meanwhile, another little s- side plot thing is going on where a couple detectives are snooping around and asking. They're investigating, investigating the murder of the subway. Yeah, and they yeah. And they're one of the suspects. They said it might be a clown with the gun, and they found out that he had a gun at the children's hospital where he got fired from. Yo, you used to work at Ha Ha's? Yeah. 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 But what about my mother? Like, you know. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, right I don't now. know what I'm doing either. <laughs> so, but he gets interrogated at the hospital. Yeah, and Which, Joker. I gotta say that little this the very end of that scene. It's the door. <laughs> I was like, it was almost, it reminded me of like a sideshow Bob moment of him hitting the brake. That's what that reminded me of. But because uh, um, I laugh, I laugh for two reasons. Number one, exactly what you said. Yeah. Number two. If if something were to happen like that to your family, you're not you're not all straight. Like right. you've got so many things going on that you're not look you're not focusing around you. And just as a random act of what the fuck, you would do that. You would run into the door because you're not paying attention because right. that's the last thing you're worried about. So you know. Now in this hospital, um, another big domino is about to fall, mm-hmm. and he's he's in the hospital room with his mother. He's watching the TV. The late night show comes on. And uh, I don't know how they have footage in the 1980s of of, of, of open mic night at a, at a improv uh, yeah. stand stand up comedy place, but they do. They have footage mm-hmm. of him, and it shows him where he did go out on stage to try to do his his stand up act. Yeah, that he's trying to do, but he couldn't get it out because he started yeah. he started doing his laugh that he couldn't that he can't help not do. Yeah. Um, but and then they they played it on the show and they start making fun of him and calling him names, blah blah blah. And, but more importantly. That's when you have to start paying attention to the details. Right. When he's at the comedy show live doing that bit, Zazie's in the back laughing, enjoying the moment. Right. When they're playing the video, there is no laughter. So right. it was all in his head that he assumed that the comedy bit was going all well. When in fact, it wasn't really going well. Well, you got to think. When, when we first see him do the comedy bit on, in the movie, mm-hmm. it just we just see the opening bits of it where he starts to do the joke, but he keeps laughing. Mm-hmm. And then we end it. We don't know how it ends. It cuts to like later on, where when we see it on the TV show, that's when they show. Well, we have this other footage too. Let's play that, and that's when we get more of it, where it's just not working at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not working at all. Yeah, and uh, I didn't, I didn't catch that about and that's, no laughter. And that's yeah. where, um, that's where we start seeing all the scenes where Joker, uh, Arthur's walking down the street. Um, in a scene where he's with Zazie looking at right. the magazines, and then the next scene is the exact same scene, but he's alone. Right. And he's there's a scene where he's sitting next to her in the hospital at the foot of her mom's bed, and then the next scene is the same one, but she's not there. And then we start to see a lot of the delusion. It was a, a lot of that was no. The whole thing with her was just made up. Yeah. He just saw her once in an elevator, and she may or may not have. Done like doing a little playful flirt, yeah, you know, or, or whatever. Just we don't around. we don't know if she actually did that or not, but that's what he saw. In his Any head. affection other than negative, he took that ball and ran like a motherfucker with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's did you? Okay. I, I I was kind of figuring it out like halfway through, like when they showed him on the dates and all that stuff. I was kind of thinking like, there's no way this is actually happening because he's too much of a. I don't want to say a loser, but he's too much. Messed up in the head. The part that got to me was, did you legit think they were on a date? Did you really think they were like she was into him? 
I didn't, I didn't see that. At first I did because, again, I don't mean to say this in a negative way. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Old wrestling promo. I, 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 I surrounded myself with garbage, so I let myself become garbage. Like when you when there's people down in the dumps, they're going to relate to other people that are down in the dumps, and there, there could be a, a mutual connection or attraction there. So you're, you're yeah. that's like low hanging fruit at certain cases. So I would I at the at first I kind of did buy that two people that are struggling in the same building for different reasons but are still struggling could find could find a connection or an understanding mutually that could possibly grow. Like they other than the one scene where he walked into her apartment and started making out, there wasn't really much affection. They were they were just walking by each other at the donut shop. They're sitting across from each other. You know, there wasn't a lot of intimacy there. But we got that scene of them kissing, and that's where it leads, leads you to believe that there are a couple and everything. And to me, I just wasn't buying it. So. I'd be kissing Zazzy Beats all the time if we were a couple. Yeah. So, and he didn't. So Key like, word oh. there is if. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, she's not watching this. Um, there. Were, okay, so where are we at? <laughs> okay, no. Well, so he, he kills goes, his mom. Well, yeah, he does. And then he goes to the apartment complex. And he sits on, goes into Zazie's apartment, yeah. sits down, and was, she's like, "That's where like that was so other, That's where the final domino drops. Like, oh shit, <laughs> none of this is real, nothing. No, because we we as an audience, we already knew the shoe was already dropped. Yeah. By the time he goes into her apartment, we already know that something's not right. It's not well. We're, no, because they. They show us before she gets yeah. in the apartment that it wasn't real. Yeah, but so, her reaction to it, yeah, she sold it very well. But I remember him going into the apartment, and I told him, like, oh, God, he's going to go into the apartment. This is going to be bad. <laughs> because oh, you man. know we know it's going to be bad because yeah. it's, it's, it's a joker. Just a dude, and yeah. you're a single mom, and it's, there's a dude on your couch. In a the, rando. Yeah, in an urban city. Yeah. Oh. In, in shabby apartments, yeah, you know you're a mother of a toddler. Lock the fucking yeah, door. I'm kidding? Shame on you, bad mother. Mm. Oh, we're victim shaming now. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's all your fault. Um. Anyway, so, he finishes her off. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Finishes her off. Who's he kills her. Who? Zazzy. No, he doesn't. That's next scene where he's on the couch in his underwear, smoking, laughing. The sirens are pulling up to the apartment complex, and we never see Zazzy again. Put the pieces together, bro. He kills her, just like he killed the mom. And then, then the uh, that's here's where like we start getting into stop oh, getting. Wait, uh, hold on, uh, no, hold on. We stop getting into two dimensional. Maybe and we I go gotta, into three dimensional. Maybe I gotta, something I, happened in this movie I, after that. I'm still. You, you stop. Watch hold, it again. Pump the brakes, dude. <laughs> he kills her. <laughs> How? Wait. Okay, let's rewind this scene for uh, for everyone to catch up and we play along together. Yeah. A rando shows up in this woman's apartment. Yeah. Her toddler's asleep. She's scared shitless. He's sitting there. And then the next scene, he's walking out of her apartment. What the fuck do you think happened? She broke him off some? Well, no, I'm not saying that. All right, she's she gone. All right, well, maybe I need and to rewatch that part because I, I didn't get that. But, but yeah, you're probably right. Then there's this one scene that really started fucking with my perception of this movie. So, Those old school 70s fridges that were in his apartment where he emptied it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a latch on the inside. Right. I know. Yeah. I, so I was going to mention that. I was going to mention that. He closed the door and made sure that it's shut. Yeah. So he's dead. 
So how and that further leads me to believe when we get to the last scene where they uh where the, he's actually on, invited on the show because there's a fan response. Yeah. Either all uh, that all that has to be fake. Because if Joker's nervous, if he's like if it's a situation right. like being in front of the public where if he was practicing mm -hmm. and he's still like I would have thought he would have been laughing the entire time on that when he sat down in front of Murray. Right. So that had to have been like Yeah. It was kind of weird. You know, you could, you could okay. see. It's like you have to walk into the theater with a condom on because it's a mind fuck. <laughs> like really. So, because you can, you can, I see your point, and I thought that too. Whenever he shut the, he shut himself inside the refrigerator, I didn't not right away, but on the drive home, I was like, oh fuck, he put himself in the refrigerator. He's probably dead. <laughs> but my my thing is, you could you could take that at the end scene where he's on the show, and he's calm and cool and collected. Now you can take that as two ways. One, it's all hallucinate; it's all not real. Or two, that all the dominoes did fall, and he's got no fucks left to give, and he is like on he is like on that cool and calm and collected now, and he's not he doesn't have to worry about that nervous laugh anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it could go like he way. got the momentum back because he killed yeah. his mom and he killed he's got the girl. No left. And, yeah, he can just go full board. He did, yeah. No medications, no mother. No and girl. the last person that crossed him was Murray, right? Because Murray, when he played back the, the footage, called him a Joker, right? So that's how he wanted to be introduced right. as. And he had a plan of what he was going to do, even that he rehearsed it at home. When he's going to shoot himself, yeah. But instead of killing himself, he laid it all out there that you know you were just going to bring me on here to make fun of me, yeah. And he, and he got the last laugh, right in the eye. Mm. Can you imagine if that if that happened? Like you're watching a talk show, and there's some dude. First of all, let's let's back up a sec. I know we're. I'm, I'm sorry, we're like all over this place, but you know what? This movie was too. Yeah. So uh, not in a bad way, because we're talking about it with smiles on our faces. So leading up to him being on the talk show at the end, there was even more of. Um, the, the uprising, that revolution of the, the rebellion, the rebellion. All these people are wearing clown masks now, so it was like everywhere. Like people are dressed up as clowns. These detectives are um, coming to find them, and they they lose them in the train. And they actually there's a, a, a shooting or something on the train. So when he shows up on the talk show as a clown, the uh, the the executive producer's already worried, but the host is like, ah, it'd, it'd be cool, it'd be good for it. ratings, it'd be good for ratings, it's yeah. good for laugh, yeah. yeah. And that's when he says, "I want. Can you can you introduce me as Joker?" Yeah, his like him in that makeup and everything. Him not having the nervous laugh. I like that's the best part. I, yeah, him like in he, that like he, like he's whole. Yeah, now. yeah. And uh, the, the the best part about this when he's in there and before the shit is fan, he lays out this little speech, right mm -hmm. about what's going on and you come to make fun of me, blah blah blah, and then he shoots him. After he shoots him, and he doesn't go up to the camera. Does he say, do like he dances speech? around while while they uh, while the other uh, guests were just sitting on the couch, and then they ran. And he walks up to the end, and he finishes the show for Murray. He drops Murray's punchline. Yeah, oh, did, by the way, yeah. yeah, that's life. Yeah, but they didn't, he couldn't even finish the line because they cut the feed, and like, and then you see all the TVs with all the all the right. news uh, showing the fucking thing. Yeah, you know, like okay, <laughs> one other caveat that i really appreciated yeah brings us back to the episode we did last week where even villains at one point have their own moral code some of them do if i cost a guy a job that involved a gun 
why would I go visit that guy ever? So when he shows up with the with the little midget friend from the right. clown job yeah. to to offer condolences and sympathy to Joker for losing his mom and Joker's right. like all the empathy's gone. He's like, eh, I'm better now than I ever was. Yeah, you know. And um, he calls him out on you know you kind of fucked me over with this whole thing. And he stabs him with the scissors and he's dead. And he, right. His, the little, the and little the, dude. He's the like little freaking... guy's like freaking out. And then he like Joker lets him leave and then he taunts to go after him. Don't tell me you didn't laugh when oh, he tried. When he tried to, yeah, I laughed. <laughs> and then, and then Arthur opens the door for him and tells him, "You're the only one that was ever nice to me." Kisses him on the head and he lets him leave just willingly, like yeah. nothing. You know. Do you think he killed him too? Hell no. He w- hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciated that because, again, I'm I don't know if this is a, a positive or a negative depending on whose on whose viewpoint it is. The humanizing of uh, solidifying the humanizing of the character, you know, for whatever disease or mental illness or something you have, at the end of the day, these people are humans just like everybody else. And seeing that for all his flaws, he still recognized that people that were nice to him deserved that in kind, and he let the dude go. It, it, I, it, it kind of rewarded his, the character in his head. In his. <laughs> Assume yes, <laughs> but even then, that thought that he did would that think scene, of that. Did that even happen? Did they even go to his apartment? Again, why <laughs> would I? If I cost this fool his job, but but even but even retroactively, like subconsciously, he's still aware that the people that didn't screw him, he's not going to deal with. Yeah. Like he'll let the guy go. It just even if, if that scene was real or not, it just kind of like put a ribbon on top of the character that was presented to us. I want know? to uh, go back for just a second here. Going back to that, when we when he's kind of stalking Thomas Wayne in the movie theater, mm-hmm. he's kind of watching him from a distance. Um, right then and there, because this was this was after the scene with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in there. And right as I'm, I'm thinking, okay, in my mind, I don't know why this is clicking in my mind like this, but we have Thomas Wayne, we've seen Bruce Wayne already, and they're at a movie theater. Oh shit! We could probably see him killing the parents in this movie and setting up the whole Batman origin too. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, <laughs> um, during the whole riot scene after he shoots Murray in the head and all that, all, all hell's breaking loose. The Waynes are in the theater. Watching, a different time, a different showing. They're watching Zorro like they're yeah. supposed to be doing in every other iteration. They're going out. They go down the alley. Sure enough, there's a dude in the mask. A dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's not it's not him. I don't yeah. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's him. Oh my god. But you don't know. He's probably dead in a refrigerator somewhere. So who knows? Devil's advocate. Out. We've had three different Spider-Man origin stories show us the death of Uncle Ben. Did we really need the visual of the of the parents dying again in this movie? I'm, After I'm, we just got it what a year ago, 2 years well, ago? Well, here's the thing. Um I, I want to let's. I want to put a pin on that because there's. I want to talk about that when we're, okay. we're done here. So we we get the end. He's there's a riot going on this, the streets. He's dancing on a hood and everybody's, you know, yelling, you know. like like the Astros won the World Series. Yeah, right. Um, and then we cut to him back in Arkham. Uh huh. He's talking to. I don't know. If it was, that wasn't supposed to be the same lady. That's a new lady. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Um. And he's, I don't, it was very vague as, to me anyways, if this was taking place, like, after all this has happened. Or, or before. Or before. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. So he leaves that room, 
and there's like footsteps and there's blood on the footsteps, mm-hmm. and then we see him getting chased by an orderly. So where do you think he got that from? From the the chick he was talking to. You understood that, but you didn't understand him killing uh, Zazzy. Because there's no blood on his feet on that one. <laughs> that's that's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Um, and again, plus he starts running away from the orderlies and stuff. So, but that's how the movie ends. Yeah, like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, back and forth. And then Warner Brother logo. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to go back and forth like that, but they did. goddammit, it, and I appreciate yeah. that. So anyway, that's how the movie ends, and you just you leave the theater thinking. Jesus, what what did I just watch? What what all happened? What didn't happen? Um, because I think that's the underlining thought process for me is like, what did I see? What what actually happened and what didn't happen? So my question to you: with What we've seen at the very end of that movie, what all do you think happened? Do you think any of this happened? At all? Oh snap! Do you think any of this movie actually happened? <laughs> That's a loaded question. No, because <laughs> I, I was not expecting. I, I'm I'm picking in my mind like things that I thought bits happened, didn't happen. bits and pieces did, bits and pieces but did didn't. The but the whole movie, thing did any of it that, happen? Wow! Did that last scene when he's talking to that lady? That's all, folks. Is that the beginning of the? Is that before the movie even happens? And all this was just in his head because wow. he's crazy. That just blew your mind, didn't it? He didn't give me the time to put the condom on. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh my god! You know the perfect summarization I got from this movie You're was not from answer a, the question. No, I'm not gonna answer the question because <laughs> I have no answer for the question. <laughs> the the movie for me was summarized perfectly by a woman who decided to take her nine year old son to the same screening that I was at oh, on no. Thursday night. When the credits started rolling and the lights turned on and we started standing up, I can distinctly hear the mother turning down to her son and saying, Son, this is why we're nice to everyone all the time. <laughs> it's a moral lesson. Understand? That, <laughs> like a ton of bricks, that thing just went, poof. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so... I, and I'm still on the fence. My own question. My my own question that I posed. How to much you. is real? How much? What's live? What's Memorex? Uh, yeah, I already know well, well, the ZZ Bates thing. I, I knew. That's a wash. Yeah, That's but, out. But you, but you blew my mind on that in, in that anyway. So there's that. <laughs> so this is payback. Was was the was the mother even real? Oh snap! Did you notice at the very before he went to the Murray show, he had a picture of his of his mom younger, and he turned it over. And it said, love your smile, T-W. Yes. Holy crap. That's why so much of this movie felt believable. The whole upper class versus the lower class. Here's my the thing. Poli- the po- a political aspect because he's trying to run for mayor because he thinks he can do he better. Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, and he doesn't want any uh, drama. Re- relate that to freaking like Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. If you want to go more current, Kavanaugh and Blase Ford. Like these scandals tend to happen, really happen nine but, times so, out of ten. Okay. But so okay. scandal and right. so... When you see the little bits like that, like, was that real? And here's, was he and lying? I, I think he was because he got very defensive in that bathroom when he started asking him. So defensive, he just punched him in the face. Yeah. And, and put in a shift. And you can even say, look, well, you got the medical records. Well, medical records maybe have been altered, possibly. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. Right? If this, even, hap- if this even happened at all, 
No. Looking towards the future, if Bruce Wayne has such a very straight and narrow moral compass because he learns that his dad's was so crooked and off the beaten path, and maybe he was corrupt, the dad. Nah. And maybe he was planting seeds. N- no. that's And that's another thing. They, they were saying that, well, you know, the the whole Bruce Wayne thing, the seeing the Batman thing at the end. First of all, I want to say, because we talked about the references, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this thing right here is, I want to say it's kind of a takeaway for me because it's not Joker. Like, I, it's, it's not the Joker for me. This is just a version of Joker. Matter of fact, if you, if you think about all the references, like your Arkham's and your Bruce Wayne's and your Thomas Wayne's, remove all those aspects, you have the same movie. Mm-hmm. You just call it something else. You, you know, it's you can call it Joker, but it's just a name only. Yeah. The the Thomas Wayne, he could have been named anybody. You could just remove the whole Bruce Wayne aspect. You could just be a son. It doesn't really matter who the son is. Arkham, just be whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be Arkham. So all the references, almost in a way, are almost shoehorned in to appease comic book fans. Mm-hmm. And maybe this script wasn't really a Joker script for DC's Joker. Maybe it was just, this was just a movie about a, a dude with a whole bunch of I read problems. something online where the director Todd Phillips wanted to have this idea of releasing a serious movie under the guise of a comic book movie so that people could take the comic book movie seriously. And so they made this movie and slapped the Joker name on it and made it work. Because for whatever doubts you have, it made money. Yeah, it did. Uh, matter of fact, so we're talking about box office numbers. First of all, this thing had a production of only $55 million. So like the studio's... Didn't have a lot of faith. They just like here, yeah. just do whatever. And it's released do. in October. Yeah. Rem- remind me the last great movie that came out in October. Uh, Venom. So um, yeah, that doesn't have to happen. <laughs> so domestically, as of right now, as I say, I'll pull these other numbers up today. Domestically, two hundred and forty-seven million dollars. Go. Foreign, right? We finally hit China and all these other markets. Four hundred and ninety-one million dollars for a total worldwide. Seven hundred and thirty-eight dollars, thirty-eight million dollars. It's on track to be the biggest R-rated opening movie. Bottom line, I'd tell you this: R-rated comic book movies are actually R-rated movies. Deadpool, seven hundred eighty-three million. So flip those two numbers: seven eighty-three, seven thirty-eight. That's where we're at. We're almost catching up to Deadpool numbers already, and it's still in the theater. It's still playing in the theater right now. It's barely the second week. Yeah. And it's catching up to Deadpool, the biggest, like the biggest R-rated comic book wow. movie, whatever. Actually, not R-rated, just R-rated movie in general, not not comic, not comic yeah. book, just R-rated. So yeah, it's it stomped Venom because Venom was for for mm-hmm. last year or whatever. It was like the biggest R-rated opening, blah blah blah. But do we get a sequel? No. Just no. First of all, it doesn't it doesn't warrant a sequel. Just on the, on the story, on the story that we were told, this was. Do a you bring the Joker back in a Batman movie, Joaquin Phoenix? No. Now you could do when you do the next. Well, the the Batman is currently filming, and they're getting their casting for it. So right if now. the Batman, so if the Joker was set in the sixties, if the Batman is set in the eighties, and Joker's Batman's what thirty? Bruce Wayne's thirty. The Joker's forty five, fifty. No, what are you talking about, no? dude? No, in this movie, Joaquin Phoenix, he, I mean, I, I'm assuming he's like in his 
late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s in this movie. And Bruce is like eight. <laughs> so by the time he becomes Batman, this dude's going to be like 70 years old. That ain't happening. That's, that's not going to be the case. So I'm okay with this. And that's one of the reasons I'm okay with this being a one and done, Elseworlds only. Mm-hmm. This is just a standalone story of a person calling as a Warner Brothers as a Warner Brothers executive. You wouldn't want to milk that tea a little more and see if you can get something else out of it. Oh, I'm sure they're talking about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, me, I'm, you're asking as me as a person. Yeah. No, this is not. But if I'm in the top seat of, of Warner Brothers somewhere, I'm thinking, hmm, this thing just just killed. We're almost talking about a billion dollar franchise right here. So. Mm-hmm. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but Todd Phillips has even gone on record saying, this, "No, no, yeah. we are not doing a sequel of this." Now, yeah. Now, if it's that dump truck of money coming, they can do another movie based on Joker. Yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't see them uh, see a problem with that because clearly, well, I don't say clearly, but it could be the case of the name Joker. It, it's we talked about it in the last episode. It, it's a name that's permeated throughout pop culture. Everybody knows Joker. Um, but also, this movie did it do good because of Joaquin Phoenix and the story. And There wasn't a huge drop-off week to week so far. I mean, people are still going out to see this movie. Consistently. So I think it is I – w- I wonder how much of that is repeat viewings. Yeah. Because I would think – like you, you, I'm sure you saw some other things in the second viewing that you didn't catch the first yeah. time. So And I'm just going off of one viewing. This, this guy, he saw it twice already. So um, dedicated to our podcast, man. Yeah, you just want an excuse to go watch a movie. Sure, why not? There's reclining chairs, man. So, um, is, is there anything else you didn't like about the movie, or any detractions from this movie? Again, I don't have. The, I'm not bound by all the history of the knowledge of the Joker, all the pop culture phenomena. Yeah. So I'm not saying this as a diehard comic guy that just loves everything Batman and DC and you know all that stuff. But that being said, I don't think there are many flaws in this movie. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, this the second viewing went actually felt a lot more smoother than it did the first time. Like this was an hour and forty five minutes that just went. I, you know, um, I, I said this at the beginning of the, at the uh, episode here was um, nothing felt wasted. Yeah, like every screen, every scene was put to use, and for that reason, with the cast that we had. With the story that was being told and the time that was being told and the way it was all structured, mm-hmm. it's, it's, is it too early to say this is almost a perfect film? Um, there's two and a half months left to try to prove me wrong, but as of now, this is my movie of the year. I've seen. I'm not 20. talking about movies of the year and rankings. I'm just talking about as a cinematic experience, as a movie. Like we say, like movies like Pulp Fiction, that's a perfect film. You know, this movie, is this like a perfect film from... The way it's written, the way it's directed, the way the the the, the cast is, the score. That's one thing we were talking about is the the, 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 the music in this, in this thing. The too. only thing that would be a detraction if you're talking about that category, perfect film, fiction, there's a lot of aspects to that movie that make it a rewatchable movie that you can just pop in at any right. time and watch it. I'm not sure how many times I would want to see the – systematic destruction of a human being and what comes out after it you know for example one of my cult favorites is robocop okay the cop gets broken down to the nothing right and gets rebuilt Very again brutally. gets re- gets literally rebuilt again and he redeems himself 
I hope you're talking but, about the original 19. Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, forget the the new one. <laughs> Tactical black. <laughs> do do people want to admit that the Joker is redeemed himself in this movie by doing everything he did? Like at some point, this kind of movie, you can appreciate it for an artistic worth or a value, even if it's stunning from start to finish and we can't pick a flaw but do you want to see this movie over and over again but and, that goes you know? back to my point of view in this movie where i don't see this as the regular joker character that i know mm -hmm. I, this is just a standalone movie so that being the case i'm gonna say yes this is looking like it is going to be i mean i my flaws that i have in this are basically nitpicks mm -hmm. and things that are subjective like me i don't like I, he he had uh, there was something very charismatic about him in the movie, even though he's messed up in the head. There's something that he makes you. He's got that it factor. You just want to watch it. Like you just want to see what he's going to do. And and I didn't like seeing him get beat up throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know you, you see nice guys in, in movies, and he's I, I just like seeing him getting beat up all the time. And he just got beat up a lot in this movie. So you 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 felt genuine you felt genuine pride for his for his retribution when he stood up for himself in the subway. Uh, Again, that's subjective. I'm not calling in. I'm not, I'm not saying say it's negative. Him, well, but if you're viewing I'm not it saying as an justified to kill kill dudes, but uh, I'm just saying three on one, wouldn't you? In that circumstance, I mean, uh, he was, don't judge us. We we're just talking about the movie, but. <laughs> In movie's sake, three on one in the same situation you've been at before. If you had the mid, the mid option, or early eighties in the subway in, in New York or Gotham or keep in mind, it. it's your word against the entire world. Yeah. No one's ever gonna know that these three dipshits were the ones that caused the whole thing to happen. And well, that's taunting them. They weren't really doing anything. But were they actually taunting them? Were they actually doing anything? They attacked him. They, that's what we. That's what we. Did he I, imagine that though? But he was laughing. Like, he was uncontrollably laughing to the so, point. That, for, for me, the scenes where he, where, cause it was defined in the beginning that that's a, a, a nervous titch. That's, a, that's a right. tick that he has. Right. So, anything that he couldn't control felt real to me. So, but the I'm scene saying, at the show didn't feel real to me cause he was calm through the whole thing. I would have been nervous as fuck. You know, if I would have walked up to Zazzy Beats' apartment wanting to get some play, I'd be nervous as fuck. So, for him to be like, reacting nervously to an uncomfortable situation and then that uncomfortable situation no. coming to him I, I felt that was real i felt that actually happened okay and well. no one will ever know the truth that he was actually in self-defense all they see is a guy in a clown mask right shooting three guys that had such three white guys that had such potential in life because <laughs> they're rich and yeah they're, and they're white um okay sounds about white yeah so uh on that note, yeah, I think it's gonna call. I was gonna do some other stuff, but uh, you know what? We can save this for another episode. So, uh, I think this is uh, this is a great movie. Is um, he in your top three? Yeah. Well, and, and yes, it is. But in my defense, I haven't really seen that many movies this year. <laughs> no, um, is he in the top three of your Jokers? Oh yes, yeah. Um, my top three total voice. Oh no, I'm not counting voice. No, no, Hamill's out. I'm just talking about actors on the screen. Okay, actors on the screen. Number one. Uh, Nicholson. Number two. Phoenix. Number three. Romero. Ooh! I told you, dude. Ledger. Ledger. He Ledger. He's he's overrated in, in my mind. He was next. He was next on my list. <laughs> Send your hate mail to popculturerewind at gmail.com.
I'm open for debate. I'll debate it, but I'm just... Is that an excuse to do a part three of the trilogy of the Joker? No. No? You done? <laughs> you don't even want to do another podcast of the Joker, yet you think this is the perfect movie that you want to keep watching. Yeah. Look, I'm, look, I'm going to buy the damn thing when it comes out. I'll watch it again. I'll buy your digital copy. Bitch. <laughs> I'm going to charge you extra for it. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Nobody gets that reference. Let's go. Anyway, oh, alright, so that's, that's, that's gonna be it for the show. I hope you enjoyed us talking about Joker. What did you think of the movie? Do you think we're crazy and thinking that none of this actually happened in the movie? Romero, Phoenix, Nicholson for me. Romero. Oh, you put Romero on top. Alright. A lot of that sentimental because yeah, okay. of my old man. But, right, but we're there. Yeah. More or less. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Give us some comments down there. Tell us your favorite moments of this movie. If you like, you didn't like it. And uh, if you'd like to like what you heard, give us a thumbs up and uh, hit the subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, that's going to do it. So until next time, always remember to pop your culture. Is that what it normally happens? <laughs> Silence you! <gasps> Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am your host, Travis. This is Chris. And on this episode, we hope to just make you smile. And <laughs> um, yeah. Put on a happy face, that's what I meant to do. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am host Travis. Hey, this is Chris. Yes. Yeah. And in this episode, we we hope to put a a smile on your face. And what what the fuck? I keep messing this up. Damn it. We're going to make you smile and put on a happy face. That's what I keep meaning to say. God damn it, Chris. I want to blame you, but I can't. <laughs> I didn't know where we're going. Okay, I mean, I knew where I was going. I know where you're going. All right, I'm blaming that on you. <laughs> we're on a tight budget. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep going. All right. Or is that it? No. Fuck no. We're not using that one. All right. <laughs> That scene from Batman 66 where the villains come out and the Joker comes out, and that, that, that theme, that song in the background. <laughs> I tried, man. That's, I tried very hard. That's how we end the show. That's how we end the show. That's no, how. that's not how we end the show. Top guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit the button. All right. <laughs> the thing. <laughs>